Hello, listeners, and welcome to this episode of the Brain Rules Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Anu Kumar. Today, we'll be talking about circadian rhythm. Earlier this month, we had the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine awarded to three scientists credited with contributing to the literature of the molecular mechanisms behind circadian rhythm. So today, we have a special guest. I'm here today with Dr. Jay Park, who is a professor here at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, in the BCMB department. BCMB stands for Biochemistry and Cellular and Molecular Biology. So Dr. Park, thank you for joining us here today. Um, if you would, could you please just give us a brief description of what you do here at UT and what your research is about? Well, thank you for having me. Um, we, um, my lab is basically um, studying, investigating how the neuropeptide molecules uh, control various types of physiology and behavior uh, in insects, particularly we are using Drosophila melanogaster, mm -hmm. uh, aka fruit flies, as a model system to understand molecular genetic mechanisms of neuropeptide actions. Nice. Sounds very interesting. How did you become involved in this research? How did you get interested in it? Well, when I was a graduate student in entomology at the Texas A&M University, I was introduced the um, biological rhythms in some lectures. It was very interesting, but um, my primary graduate project uh, was to discover how a neuropeptide hormone uh, called AKH regulate uh, physiological responses in insects. In this case, we worked with the cockroaches, not the fruit flies. Mm. So our works, are, uh, our works were mainly to discover when the AKH receptor is activated, what kind of signaling molecules, uh, aka secondary messengers, are induced, and then how such secondary messengers activate enzymes involving carbohydrate metabolism. By the time I was about to finish my PhD thesis in 1995, I started looking for a postdoc position to prepare uh, this, I have to read uh, various recently published papers in the areas of insect behavior and development, and went on to um, uh, various seminar presentations happened in the campus. Some of those papers I came across and read with great interest were regarding uh, neurobiological and molecular genetic mechanisms of biological rhythms in the fruit flies. Understanding these works uh, was not very easy because I had no previous experience in working with uh, fruit flies in the genetics. But fortunately, there was a new faculty member in Texas A&M. Uh, his name was Dr. Paul Harding. He was a former postdoc in Michael Rosbach lab, and Michael Rosbach is one of the um, Nobel laureates mm -hmm. this year. So I had a chance to talk with him and learn a little more about biological clock research in the fruit flies. In addition, there were several literatures implying that neuropeptides might play important roles in the biological rhythms. So I wanted to pursue this topic using Drosophila model system as a postdoc fellow uh, in some place in the future. So first I contacted uh, Dr. Michael Rosbach for possible postdoc work in his lab. And my memory is kind of vaguer here, but um, 
I think he rejected me because uh, I had no previous experience working with uh, fruit flies. Mm -hmm. Well, I was quite disappointed, of course. Uh, then I sent uh, another letter to Dr. Jeffrey Hall. I didn't expect really much possible response from him because he was the closest colleague of Michael Rosbashi at the Brandeis University. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, surprisingly, he requested an interview, mm -hmm. and I visited him. And then I joined his lab, and my research there was initiated to understand how neuropeptides are involved in the biological clock. Uh, several previous works indicated that the neuropeptide PDF found in crustaceans is involved in the circadian physiological rhythms. Mm -hmm. So my, because of my background on neuropeptide research previously uh, as a graduate student, so I decided to investigate the roles of PDF in the biological rhythms in Drosophila melanogaster. Mm -hmm. So from uh, several years of molecular and genetic studies, we found that PDF is absolutely necessary to maintain circadian rhythmic behavior. Nice. Nice. So um, you said you were very interested in this, um, in you said PDF, right? That mm -hmm. was the gene. Um, so are you still looking into uh, that neuropeptide in your current research in your lab right now, or um, is that different from some of the other neuropeptides that you're looking at currently? Well, the answer is partially yes. Um, mm -hmm. So since I uh, established my lab at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, I continued working on PDF project. Uh, the project is kind of uh, changed the direction a little bit because we now uh, have been seeking regulatory molecules that control PDF production in so-called clock neurons mm -hmm. in Drosophila. We also tried to find some other functions of a PDF that are not necessarily associated with biological rhythms. Most of the neuropeptides are having uh, multiple physiological functions and mm -hmm. Biological rhythm is just one of them. Another uh, main research project is to understand how programmed cell death is controlled in Drosophila central nervous system. This was quite new area of research. Mm -hmm. So in addition to PDF, we started working on different neuropeptides because our previous works indicated that some other neuropeptides might be involved in the biological rhythms. Two particular interesting candidates we found were the AKH, the one I previously mentioned mm -hmm. uh, for my graduate work, and another one is called Corazonin neuropeptide. AKH is a functionally homologue of vertebrate glucagon, and this peptide enhances carbohydrate and lipid metabolism. Mm -hmm. So our genetic and behavioral studies uh, done on Drosophila did not support AKH as a direct clock regulator. It was kind of disappointing. However, we found that 
AKH overrides clock-controlled behavior rhythms when flies are specifically under starvation conditions. Mm -hmm. So there must be some kind of interaction between environmental conditions and the clock uh, running mechanisms. Okay. So so it's almost like it's controlled by environmental factors, essentially. Okay. So another neuropeptide I just mentioned uh, a moment ago uh, was the uh, chorazonin neuropeptide. We came, uh, we became interested in this neuropeptide because from our anatomical studies, chorazonin producing neurons are very closely associated with PDF producing clock neurons. Mm-hmm. So our initial thought was that chorazonin neuropeptide might be a downstream of a PDF, mm-hmm. regulating circadian behaviors in Drosophila as well. Okay. So we've done many different uh, genetic and molecular studies. Disappointingly, again, our data did not support uh, this initial hypothesis. However, we discovered something very interesting that steered our research in a different direction that was the programmed cell death of neurons. So previously, uh, several other uh, studies have shown that the obsolete larval neurons are programmed to die during pupal stages. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, during metamorphosis. Mm -hmm. The main reason is because these larval neurons are no longer necessary in adult central nervous system. So the neurons, their, their function is perhaps is done during juvenile stages, and then these neurons are programmed to die. However, very little uh, studies are done to understand how many neurons die and when they are dying during metamorphic development, and who are they, what kind of uh, neurotransmitters they are producing what are the roles of those neurons in the larval system? Many of these are questions to be answered. So quite excitingly, um, we found that larval chorazonin neurons undergo apoptosis during a very early stage of metamorphosis. These studies, of our, our further studies for many years have provided that the chorazonin neurons are excellent model system to understand how apoptosis of neurons in the central nervous system is regulated. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, so I also have one last question. Um, so as I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, podcast, the 2017 Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine was recently awarded to three scientists, Jeffrey Hall, Michael Rosebush and Michael Young for discoveries of molecular mechanisms controlling the circadian rhythm. So now you had actually worked with one of the Nobel laureates, uh, Jeffrey Hall, as a postdoc fellow. So could you share any um, experience about what the research process was like and just give a sort of like a different perspective of um, what that experience was? Okay, um, as mentioned earlier, um, I first met Dr. Jeffrey Hall in 1995 for a postdoc interview, and he offered me a postdoc position, and I gladly accepted it. So then I joined his lab in June 1996. After some uh, 
brief discussion with him, uh, we basically agreed to start working on PDF gene cloning. In general, the postdocs in the laboratory are expected to work quite independently. However, because of my poor experience in Drosophila genetics and molecular biology, I had to ask other postdocs and graduate students in the lab for their technical advices. So because of a lack of experience, I struggled for several months, but then I found a light coming through a dark tunnel. So shortly after that discovery, I happened to be with Dr. Hall in the same elevator. We did not have any regular schedule to meet with him to discuss about the research progress. But then uh, in the elevator, he asked me about my progress for the first time since I joined the lab. So I proudly told him that I think I found something promising. So from that moment, um, my project uh, has been accelerated, and he also uh, encouraged me to write an NIH postdoc fellowship grant proposal. Mm -hmm. The, the uh, postdoc fellowship from NIH is a prestigious award, and experience in writing a grant proposal is also essential for a postdoc to become an independent investigator in the future. So I worked very hard on writing this grant proposal. My original submission was not funded, which is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. But the second submission, after some revision, finally got awarded. So we are very happy about uh, the success of this grant proposal. And the work in his lab was uh, very enjoyable. I had uh, lots of freedom to think about the project and the direction of the project. Many of these uh, works I've done in his lab was not actually directly related to PDF-associated biological rhythms. I was allowed to do some other side projects mm -hmm. that are, of course, necessarily related to uh, biological rhythms I mentioned earlier. So um, Dr. Hall didn't mind, uh, mind of me doing such side works because he knew that such a diversification of research project is important for future success. Mm -hmm. He had, his lab also had a very good uh, other postdocs. So I was able to interact with those other postdocs and students um, quite extensively. Mm -hmm. Those personal interactions also gave us quite a bit of insights into the research projects, uh, research approaches, and research directions. Nice. Um, so I know we've got a lot of uh, graduate students here at the University of Tennessee and um, many other universities across the country, and you mentioned that um, you faced a little bit of a struggle whenever you initially went to your postdoc position. Do you have any advice or words of encouragement for any students who might be going through that same experience right now? 
Well, first of all, um, you have to be uh, extrovert, mm -hmm. meaning that um, you need to make a very frequent conversation with your close colleagues, um, mm -hmm. most cases uh, other postdocs and uh, more uh, experienced graduate students in the lab. Mm -hmm. Since you are new in the lab, it is not uncommon that you first uh, uh, struggle mm -hmm. uh, to get adjusted in the new environment. Right. So having conversation, um, hopefully friendly conversation with them uh, can help you uh, in a many different ways. Most cases, um, the principal investigator or your postdoc mentors, they are very busy doing something uh, uh, unrelated to the research project. Mm -hmm. So uh, many advices actually are coming from your colleagues and other students and even other uh, faculty members in the department uh, you can contact. All right. Well, that's all the questions that I have. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to do the interview. Um, and thank you, listeners, for tuning into this episode of Brain Rules. So if you like what you heard, please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe to the Daily Beacon podcast for biweekly episodes um, on the Brain Rules podcast. And once again, a huge thank you to Dr. Jay Park for uh, taking time out of his schedule to do this interview and chat with us about circadian rhythm as well as um, some insights into graduate school and being a postdoctoral fellow. So once again, my name is Anu Kumar, and I hope you learned something new today.